Ladies and gentlemen, sit back, relax, and buckle your seatbelts. It's time for your weekly ride along with the Bikes on Mikes. This is Drive By. Welcome, welcome. I am Mike J. He is Mike S. We are the Mike's on Mike's, and this is the Drive-By Wrestling Podcast. How the hell's it going, Mike? Man, I'm eating some Moth's applesauce, so life's going pretty good. Moth's applesauce. Super, super grown-up thing to do. Moth's applesauce. For when you're feeling, for when your stomach's growling. <laughs> But you're still feeling like a kid at heart. Get you some Mott's <laughs> applesauce. Healthy and delicious. It's not just for kids anymore. I will also uh, just, you know, put it on record that I, too, have been known to bring a, uh, a nice applesauce, usually Mott's. Sometimes the strawberry applesauce for lunch at work. You know, it's just convenient. Look, ma'am, um, do you get the cups or the pouches? The cups, but... Oh, dude, you know. you're fucking up. I was a cups guy, too, ma'am. <laughs> that's done. Do not get those. I only... I'm a strictly... Okay, they were out of cups one time. So I was like, all right, well, I guess I'll get the pouches. Dude, it's amazing, because the cup... Like, I never eat the cup with a spoon, right? I always eat the cup right. when I'm driving home from work or some shit like that. Well, I eat while I'm driving. So, <laughs> right. You know. So I just am like, you know, I'm basically just shooting this thing, like I'm taking a shot. You know, I'm just dumping right. it in my mouth. Yeah. Like, and, you a, know, like a jello you, shot. Right. And you never get all of it, right? The pouch is essentially like a toothpaste tube, and you just squeeze it all right into your mouth. Whole thing. Yeah. One shot. Dude, yeah. it's amazing. It's the like the best <laughs> thing that ever happened to me. An applesauce. Are you also, like, do you also get, like, a... I mean, you got kids, so you probably got applesauce around the house and shit. Uh, me, I'm, I don't have kids, as I'm, you know, I say frequently. Um, why do people that don't have kids feel the need to always remind you that they don't have kids? I don't know why either. I don't know why, but we do. Um, so... I keep, like, a jar of it, like, the big, like, plastic jar slash jug... And I don't even pour it in a bowl, man. Like, you know how people just go to the refrigerator and you just drink, like, <laughs> your soda right from the two liter? That's me right. and applesauce. Me and Mott's, man. Mott's. It's a refreshing drink also. What can't Mott's applesauce do? Nothing. That's the answer. Mott's applesauce. It's not just for kids anymore. Anyway, so I just go and I just spin the lid off and I just take a swig of it while I'm standing there at the refrigerator. And it's a, it's like a quick snack i'm fucking gross that shit now that i've said that out loud like just standing at the refrigerator drinking applesauce and now it's on record for everybody i don't care it's a brilliant idea man it's like sometimes i I just want to eat something real fast and you can just drink applesauce from the jar and be full yeah i mean i i like it i like i just gave a three and a half minute fucking soliloquy on how great Mott's applesauce is. And you know what? That's the things you just can't get on other podcasts. This is why we're here, Mike. 
I really do love that shit, though, man. I've tried all their kinds. The green apple kind is good. Like, it's all good, man. The peach one is excellent. The pear applesauce I don't recommend, but that's because pears are a little gritty. I love a good pear, you know, but pears are a little gritty. doesn't make for a good sauce. That makes sense. Love pears, too, but, yeah, they're a little little chunkier. Uh, something else that was chunky, maybe clunky, uh-huh trying to make that transition not your really best transition here, not but you know it is what it is uh the draft uh let's go back let's talk about smackdown last week um which was the first part of draft night for wwe night one um man i'm gonna be honest i thought the debut of smackdown on fox was fantastic i thought the second episode not so much uh, while I enjoyed the Rollins-Roman match, and I enjoyed the Fiend pulling Seth under the ring through the ring, uh, wasn't a whole lot else to like on this episode, and I thought that they tried... How do I want to say this? I liked the way they approached the draft, I just didn't think it came off very well on SmackDown. That said, I think they fixed most of the problems and did a better job on Raw with the draft. I disagree with that. I think the draft was lackluster on both shows. Well, well, let me say let me say what I mean by that. I mean the presentation. I think as a whole, I think a lot of us, I had gotten some info and you know, shared it with you and the high fiver. Uh and I'll Dude, just okay, keep it. Okay, we'll no, just keep it under no, wraps. No, hold on. What? We'll keep it under wraps. But like but, like, the shit that you... First of all, I want to state before I say this. Um, that... No, I don't even need to state this. Okay, so, like, everything you said, to me, was batshit insane. So I was like... Yeah. I was like, don't... If none of this happens, don't... Like, like the shit, like, he was saying was, like... Like... Uh, like unreal like like the internet would die like it like the wrestling yeah. internet community yeah. would fucking die yeah so i uh, i but i i made it a point not to let that jade uh my perceptions of it like you know like i didn't get my hopes up for any of this i was just I'm like with you i was like we'll can see I, so like can i, I want, say something I want to stay, before you finish that point yeah go ahead you can, it, you still, you still get your hopes up, because I'm the same way. I'm oh, like, don't first get me wrong. All, I was like, first, oh, oh man, it'd be fucking awesome if this happened. But like, right. I wasn't, I wasn't like, oh, like, what, when's it coming? Like, quote unquote, my guy. I we don't we don't break news here. We don't, uh, you know, we don't try to do that. We report what we can, but there's no point in it. And I have essentially two people that I get an ear from and get some info from, and uh, the one I was getting this info from has never let me down, and even when he told me this stuff, he said, look, I'm not telling you this is going to happen. This is just what I'm hearing from multiple sources, okay? And, you know, I, so I took it, you know, the same way he was presenting it with a grain of salt, but that being said, none of it happened, and even though I was 
trying to temper expectations. I think that jaded me slightly. I, um, my expectations were already, um, you know that movie, The Incredibles? Have you ever seen The Incredibles? It's a fucking great Absolutely. movie, right? It's like yes, one of the best You bring this up all the time. I already made. know what you're going to say. Yeah, yeah, I do. I You're use this example. You're waiting for something incredible yeah, to happen. Where the little, the little kid is just standing there, and Mr. Incredible's like, because all this incredible shit keeps happening outside the house. And so this neighbor kid just keeps hanging out watching, and Mr. Incredible's like, what are you doing? And the kid's like, I don't know, waiting on something amazing to happen. And it's like, that's what I felt about the draft, man. Like, yeah, all that no, shit I'm you said, you. all that shit you said, that would have been, you know, any one of those things. Like, right, would have been like, amazing. That's, that's the other thing. I, like, any one of these things would have been a game changer, right? Yep. You threw yep. out, like, seven of them. Yep. So, so it was just like, so um, I wasn't expecting that, but I was expecting fucking something cool to happen, you know, man? Like... It was like Something. a. It was just. I think here's where I think they messed up, and this is just like you know, this is just my personal opinion. With the fact that they didn't do anything like shocking, surprising, no shocking return, no shocking, uh, like champion switch into a brand or something like that that just threw everything into chaos. I think they should have just done the draft as a draft on the network. Does that make sense? Yeah, that and then just been had cool. then just had SmackDown and Raw because while I think they fixed some of the flow problems on Raw and the presentation problems on Raw, I think it really hurt SmackDown. Man, SmackDown's a two-hour show. I don't know about you, but it feels like there's a shit ton more commercials on Fox than there was on USA. I could be completely wrong, and it just feels that way. That's what it felt like. Uh, and I, I just, I think the pacing of SmackDown suffered because of this draft. Where I think at Raw and Raw, they corrected it. They had more matches. Uh, it is a three-hour show, so that helps as well. Um, but just the fact that nothing, I, I guess, blockbuster or huge happened made it just kind of, hmm, okay. It was all, like, and, vaguely predictable as well. Aside yeah, from, even, like... Uh, especially the fact that uh, WWE put out the draft pool for SmackDown, and apparently it was the draft order for SmackDown, and they didn't realize the mistake until, like, six picks in. Oh, I didn't know that at all. Yeah, yeah, they were getting all kinds of crap for that. And, hey, I know that, that stuff happens. I'm not I'm not going to fault them for that, but, you know, shit happens. I'm sure someone got fired. Maybe that was Bischoff. I don't know. But... Oh. But... But, we'll, we'll touch a little bit on that here in a minute. But, either way, the draft was what it was. I'm actually just to the point now where, like, alright, let's just move on now. You know what I mean? Let's just, let's just get into these shows and let's just see. Cause I like some of the moves. I'll say that. I like where some of the people landed, even though not a lot of them changed. Enough of them changed that, like, yeah, I'm interested to see Buddy Murphy and Alistair Black on Monday Night Raw. You know what I mean? Like, I'm pumped to see Braun Strowman on SmackDown. I think that's great. So, I mean, it's definitely, it'll definitely shake things up. I just don't think it was quite as big as we expected or hoped. Well, the execution of it, just like, okay. 
Like, why the fuck was Natalia drafted? Yeah, well, see, that's the thing. I know. And we can get into that, but, like, it's kind of a mute point at this, at this you know. Yeah, the whole thing. The it just is, like, another factor into it being, like, a whole lackluster event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I get, like, I, I, I like and I understand why they had two different talent pools. Because if you're doing a two-night draft, you can't pick all your huge names in the first night and then just have the next night be like, well, no one cares about these guys, but here they are. So I get that. And I think that was smart. I like that they tried to make it more sports-like in presentation. They had a separate uh, draft analysis team with uh, Renee Young, Samoa Joe, Booker T, and I know there was a fourth person, and I can't think of who it was off the it top of my Beth head. It was Beth Phoenix. Beth Phoenix. I like that. I think that was smart. The funny thing is, they did these things to make it more sports-like, and all of the people who screamed that it should be more sports-like were like, well, this is stupid. So... I mean, you got to walk that fine line. Wrestling fans are some of the worst fans ever. I'll just say it. I've said it before. I'll say it again. They're almost unpleasable, especially when it comes to the WWE product. Uh, but, I mean, they attempted something different. It didn't quite go off as well. I think maybe next year they can learn some things from this and hopefully improve on what they did. I'm assuming they're going to have a draft every year, Mike. And I'm at this point now... I don't think they should. I think it should be a network thing or a YouTube thing or both because I just think you could give it a sports like feel and just make it make it something for your hardcore fans to watch and and not take away from the TV show. Maybe even do your first round have a have a larger you know your first round can be maybe ten picks on 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 SmackDown, ten picks on Raw, and then the rest is just on the network. You know what I mean? There's lots of different ways they could change it. I would the the big one for me. I really enjoyed the like the draft room concept, mm-hmm. but it would have done so much more for me if more recognizable wrestling personalities. Yep. Like why in the fuck were Eric Bischoff and Paul Heyman not in those rooms at all? Yeah, I agree. They should have been in there, and there shouldn't and have been... And at first, I liked the idea that it was the networks competing, but then I was like, nah, man, they should have pretty strictly made it like, we're gonna have the people running SmackDown, drafting against the... And that's who should have been in those rooms, man. You should have had... It, it should have been know, a mixture, because uh, no yeah. one knows who these executives, quote-unquote, are. Brian the James should have been there. Like The only recognizable person was Rob Stone in the Fox room, and, I mean, that's fine. He That's cool. I like that he was there. But that was it. And just, I don't know, man. Like I said, I think they attempted to do some things. I think they were on the right track. I just don't think they're completely there yet with it. And hopefully they can improve on what they did this year, if that makes sense, for next year. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, SmackDown, as a show, underwhelming, uh, dropped a million viewers, which, you know, man, you're not going to hold on to that debut number. Uh, it's just, it's hard to do. I don't think they, like, in my opinion, I mean, they still were the highest rated WWE television show. Um, I know there's lots of rumor and innuendo to steal a, uh, phrase from someone kind of close to the situation that that's why eric bischoff was fired um 
I don't buy that. I don't either because uh, you had to expect there's going to be a significant drop off. That would happen no matter who was in charge. And it's two weeks, man. It's yeah. two weeks. Like, I, I think, I don't know. I, I, I'm interested to see this all come out because if you listen to either of the shows, you know that, uh, either of the podcasts with Conrad, you know that Bischoff moved all the way out to Connecticut for this. Uh, but you also know if you've paid attention recently and now that this happened, I've actually thought about it, talked with another friend of mine who listens to all this, all these shows as well. Uh, Bruce Pritchard has been moving to Connecticut for like a month and a half now. He's talked about it on the show. Like, I think it was over a month and a half ago that Conrad mentioned something about Bruce selling his house and buying a new house. And then all of a sudden it was in Connecticut. So I don't know, man. Something doesn't seem right here. Uh, I, I would like it to be somewhere big kayfabe thing where Bischoff's still part of the company and he's going to bring the NWO in or some shit like that. I don't know. I doubt that is at all possible. But it, it's just, I don't know. There, there had to be something different going on. Or maybe this was always temporary and he just moved out there because he thought he would make it a permanent role. I don't know. I'm not gonna hate on the company for it. I, I do think it's funny that when this, when these teams were announced, I heard a, a lot of people saying, "Oh, good, Eric Bischoff had one good idea in 30 years, and he stole it from Japan, and now he's gonna run SmackDown." And those same people were like, "I can't believe they fired poor Eric Bischoff." So again, wrestling fans. I'm a little disappointed. I'm a Bischoff fan, but. Uh, I'm, you know, it, shit happens. I'm also curious to see what happened. I have a feeling, I don't know, just throwing this out there, he's a little free sometimes with what he says on 83 weeks. And I wouldn't be shocked if he pissed someone off. Yeah, I don't think it has anything to do with that either. But we'll see. It'll all come out in the wash eventually. Um, I thought Raw this week, Mike, was really good. Even with the draft stuff involved, because we got a lot of matches and we got a lot of showcase matches with guys that maybe we haven't seen a lot from in, uh, in recent weeks. You know what I mean? Like, we got an Aleister Black match. I really enjoy the, his use of the Dragon Sleeper he's been doing, and he makes it look wicked. Um, and I just thought overall, like, Raw, Raw was a good show this week. It was entertaining from top to bottom. Would you agree or disagree? I'd agree the in-ring action was incredible. It was mm -hmm. it was all these like, mid-card guys that are very good at what they do, just having yep. matches against each other. Just go out here and just have a great match. We're going to roll off five draft picks, have another really fun match. That it was just like that's all they did all night. Really fun match, five draft picks. Really fun match, five draft picks. Yep. Yep, also with a, a start of a storyline with the OC and the Street Profits, I'm down for that. Mm -hmm. uh, we crowned the Viking. Here, here's my biggest takeaway, and I, are you ready for this? I don't know. I'm sure you picked it up, especially with your background and knowledge, but the Viking Raiders winning the Raw Tag Team Championships and then cutting a promo where they name drop ROH and IWGP. Uh, yeah, I did notice that. That was... I don't know. I thought it was cool that we're mentioning these other places. Yeah, well, it, it was cool that they got to 
and that these guys are being brag acknowledged. About their history. Be, yeah, well, that's what I'm yes. saying. These guys can't acknowledge and are being acknowledged as one of the best tag teams in the world for like the last five, six years that they've yeah, been they everywhere be and won the, everything. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I like that. I hope that that's something that we can embrace a little more. Um, it just, I thought it was a good raw. Acknowledging accolades outside of this of WWE also helps make people look more established and like bigger stars. Yeah, absolutely. Especially for a team that, I mean, don't get me wrong, man. They were super over in Denver. They were over, man. The crowd was pumped for that. Uh, but there's been times when it almost seemed like the crowd could give two shits about these guys. So uh, if this helps, uh, giving them a run with the tag titles, letting them acknowledge their history and their past, and doing it all maybe by happenstance in a place where they were absurdly over out of kind of nowhere, I hope it works for them because I like this team. I like what they do in the ring. Um, I like their look, even though it's real gimmicky. And I, I like, you know, I like pretty much everything about them besides the name change a hundred times, but I can get past that in a heartbeat. So let, I mean, I'm glad to see it go this way. I hope that it really works out for the Viking Raiders and I hope that they become a top act in this company. I do too. Um, it's going to take... Look, like, I just don't think any tag team really has a chance to become a top act in this company until, um, they really build that division up. Um, I, I, I agree or disagree with that, because act. when you look at the New Day and Usos, they're clearly top acts. Yeah, it's more like, it, it's hard to break out in that, in a division where the, there's no high-end competition really like you've got some high-end teams but they don't do anything to develop anyone i don't know it's hard to build stars in a division where you clearly don't fucking care yeah no i'm with you i'm with you um but a couple other things that happen on monday night raw that i really want to get into uh and this all has to do with seth rollins and the feed Looks like we're continuing that story, which, you know, I'm okay with. Uh, I, I know Bray Wyatt's technically on SmackDown. This is it's Crown Jewel. Um, I'm hoping this is the conclusion. Uh, I don't think it's going to be. While I'm not sure how we book ourselves out of this match and how I'm not sure, like, you have such a negative reaction to the first time that you have to clearly make a different call for the next time, right, Mike? You had the perfect opportunity to stop this shit. Yeah, they did. They did. Which is why I'm just really confused by this. However, as I stated, Mike, if this is a story and we're trying to tell a story and they're going to continue the story, and there's a reason, character-wise, for both of these guys, then I'm all for it. Because in the storyline, get rid of the matches, get rid of the, you know, I don't want to say get rid of the matches, but get rid of the finish that everyone hated, and just take everything else that happened, including what happened in that Hell in a Cell, and, and for what it was as canon for this story, I like where they're going. Because clearly... Seth Rollins is 
tormented by the fiend, right? Is going to places he shouldn't and normally wouldn't go. I mean, this man just committed arson, Mike. He's like Randy Orton level evil now. Um, I mean, that's true. He he did go kind of next level on that shit. Why is everybody burning this dude's shit up anyway? Ah, man, he really needs some good fire insurance. Here's the thing, and here's why I like it. Because the story part of this, Mike, has me asking questions. And when was the last time you watched any pro wrestling show and had any angle come out where you had multiple theories in your head? Like, I'm doing, like, Game of Thrones-esque, like, Walking Dead-esque, like, theories on how this could come out in my head. And that doesn't usually happen in pro wrestling. Wouldn't you agree? Say that to me again. Like, taking a story in pro wrestling and, like, fan theorizing stuff doesn't typically happen. No. And that's what I'm doing. That's what a lot of people are doing with this whole this whole arc with Seth Rollins and The Fiend. I mean, you got Bray tweeting stuff out, like, about the death of Ramblin' Rabbit, because Seth, uh, you know, burned his Firefly Funhouse down. And then you have Bray also tweeting out, saying something to the effect of, how did you find it? Are you dead? Which makes you question everything, right? Because there's always been this theory out there that the Firefly Funhouse isn't actually a place that Funhouse Bray doesn't exist, it's only The Fiend, and this is all in, in The Fiend's head, or Bray's head, or all this crazy shit. That make, and, and if you watch the segment, you got Seth Rollins punching Funhouse Bray with silly, goofy Funhouse sound effects behind it. You caught that, right? Oh, I caught it. So, this wasn't, this wasn't a backstage, like, I found your sound set and vignette. This was literally, like, part of that whole entire world. So did it happen? Did Seth even know that that happened? You get what I'm saying? Like, was it just Bray uh, projecting a funhouse idea to everyone else, and Seth never even showed up? Like, there's all these possibilities. And at the end of it, we got the laugh from Bray Wyatt again. Now, if Bray Wyatt was upset, do you think he'd laugh that his house got burned down? You get where I'm going with this? Like, there's a lot of options here, and I have to I have to like that. There's no way I can't. Damn, man. You, like, really went down a rabbit hole with this, didn't you? There's a big rabbit hole here, Mike. <laughs> I'm just, like, back here watching the show, and you're, like, fucking uh, Da Vinci's coding it and shit. Well, like, it's because... Nick Cage, National Treasure and shit. <laughs> there's time put into this character, Mike. Oh, yeah, there's obviously time and effort put in. Wow, I didn't know that there was that much. I, but I have to think with... I mean, believe what you want from the dirt sheets, but it's been stated in numerous places that Vince knows they messed up with the Hell in the Cell finish. So... That being said, if you're going back to this, I mean, the week after they didn't even talk about it, barely. So clearly they knew they messed up, right? Oh, they obviously knew. So if they're going back to it, all that tells me is that they have a bigger plan with this and they want to see it through. Like, it doesn't make sense to me 
as, as you said, they had the perfect opportunity to end this, and they're going back to it again. So there's clearly something bigger. I don't know if that means we. this is how we turn Seth uh, heel, uh, which, I mean, it seems like he already kind of is. I mean, people don't like him. People are burnt out on him, and people don't like what he's doing. And, you know, for whatever reason, it is what it is. But that's how the Fickle Wrestling fan base has, you know, developed when it comes to Seth Rollins. So is that a vehicle for that? I don't know. Is this a vehicle for that? I don't know. Is is this a vehicle to turn Bray babyface? I mean, he's kind of already babyface. He's the cool heel. That's what it is. That's what we. That's what wrestling is today as a whole. Um, but there's nuances to this character. There's nuances to the story. It makes you think. And I don't know that everyone likes that either, which is funny because a large complaint is this company insults the fans' intelligence, and then when they do something complex, the fans are like, well, I don't like that. So again, you can see where my main problem in pro wrestling lies, Mike. (laughs) It's seriously an ongoing theory that the Funhouse is a mental construct created by Bray Wyatt that exists outside the, like, plane of reality and there's a big theory that it's that it's all in bray's head how the the fun house fuck did seth rollins get there then (laughs) i got you thinking now don't i because what if seth wasn't there what if this is all in the mental construct of bray wyatt and somehow he can project it to the uh, to the big screen, to the audience. Um, he was never there, but in Bray's mind, he was. And that's, you know, what ended the Funhouse. And I'm not even saying the Funhouse is done, because Randlin' Rabbits got killed like three or four times in that show, and he's back the next week. So the Firefly Funhouse could be back next week. You know what I would do? You want me to fantasy book this uh, Crown Jewel ending for you, Mike? Yeah, I do. Go ahead. All right. If you still don't want... You know, Braze is technically a SmackDown guy. I personally would have traded him back to Raw if this is what we're doing. But anyway, you don't want to switch that title. You don't want Bray to look weak. You don't want Seth to look weak. You don't want uh, anyone to get pissed off with a non-finish. So you're having this last man standing match in Saudi Arabia. I would have the match go on and eventually have Bray lock on the mandible claw. Again, to the point where Seth was coughing up blood, I'd have the lights go out, I'd have the lights come back on, and both of them are gone. And that's it. We don't hear from them, we don't see them. Maybe we even do that before Seth is supposed to captain the Hogan team, and now we've got to scramble to find another participant on Hulk Hogan's team. And then, well, I guess let's see. SmackDown's the next night, so we won't do anything on SmackDown, but on Raw... We get another Firefly Funhouse episode. And who's in a cage in the Firefly Funhouse? But none other than Seth Rollins. Uh, maybe the Funhouse is different. Maybe it's creepier looking. Maybe there's more influence from the Fiend in the Funhouse. This could be epic if they do it right, Mike. It could be. Um, the problem is that they're on different shows. Uh, fantasy book it for me if this is the end of the feud. Um, if this is the end of the feud, yeah. then 
Because this is probably the more likely scenario. Hmm, let me think about this. You put me on the spot, because I'm continuing this in my mind. See, because it's already been said that they are... They are... There is no crossing over. They are done now. Okay, but let me let me let me stretch this out, Mike, because Survivor Series is in November, and you know it's the one time of the year where Raw and SmackDown face off yeah, <laughs> WWE. That's true, but they've kind of already got their thing, man. So, like, don't get me wrong. Maybe Bray shows up. Like, it's gonna be Seth Rollins versus whoever. Probably, uh, yeah, probably Brock. Oh. See, that's probably where they're going. What's have that? that? Have that little rematch so Brock can get his win back. Uh, is Survivor Series? Yeah, because they always I do champion know, versus champion. Anyway, yeah, let's do. let's not go that far with it. Like we're getting off topic. Book it for me if this is the end of the feud. How do you finish it? I, if you don't want Bray to win that title, I still think. You do. You either do what I just said and you skip the whole funhouse part of it and just have Seth disappear for a minute, or you have Bray putting the mandible claw on him. It's a last man standing match, so until Bray uh, releases it and lets Seth up to do the you know the standing ten count or whatever, then technically the ref isn't starting. So if you do the same thing I just said, lights go out and Bray disappears and he's gone, and Seth is just laid out. I mean, technically, it would be a non-finish because the other competitor's gone, right? And then you can just do a funhouse explaining why, you know, why the Fiend left Seth laying there, why the Fiend had no interest in taking his championship. He just wanted to hurt Seth. You know what I mean? Like, you could do it. You could do it that way as well. It, it would... It would be better to have it be like a supernatural style ending than a referee stopping it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I, I agree with that. Use some wrestling bullshit to get out of this one, man. This has like inherent wrestling bullshit built into it just because of the fiend. So I mean, you might as well use it to kind of use it to your advantage when you can. You know, use it like the Undertaker. Yep, and that's exactly what they need to do. Um, I'm intrigued, I'm excited. I'm not excited for necessarily the match, uh, but I'm excited just to see where they could go with this, and I have my fingers crossed that they don't they don't blunder this again. Um, even though I didn't mind the Hell in a Cell, man. Uh, and I'm going to be honest too, man. I'm kind of pumped for Crown Jewel. I, I actually think this card is pretty interesting and intriguing. Um, probably not going to get to watch it live because of when it's going to air, but I'm certainly going to check it out on Saturday, unless I just hear horrendous things about it. Of course, if you go by the internet standard, everything's going to be horrendous, so I might have to get some second and third sources on that, Mike. <laughs> I probably won't watch it. Not because I'm having, like, one, you know, like, last time, like, I had, like, an issue, you know, where I was like, oh, I'm not watching this. I just got a lot of shit going on this week. Yeah, well, it's next week, so you're good. Oh, is it next week? <laughs> I thought it was this weekend. Yeah, we got one more Raw. No, it's the 31st, so it'll be... Uh, oh, I might watch it then. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be, uh... It's it'll during, be it's a Friday? It's a Thursday. It's a Thursday? 
Which and is then why the I'm probably thing. not going to get to watch it until Saturday. Yeah, I probably won't watch it until Saturday either. I might, no, I'll watch SmackDown when I get home Friday from work. Yeah, yeah. It'll, it, it's it's going to get watched by me in one way, shape, or form, whether it's highlights or as a whole. I, I know that, because it's just, it's there's too much interesting stuff going on for me to skip it. I'm going to try very hard to avoid spoilers. I don't know if that's going to happen, but I'm going to give it a shot. No, honestly, oh, like, we got, wait, it's not, it's next week or the week after? Whenever Halloween is, man. Oh, okay, I, so I, it's I, the I, week after. <laughs> next week, the new Call of Duty comes out, and <coughs> I'm going to be honest, man, I'm probably not going to be pretty good on this show. You're going to be like, have you watched NXT? And I'm going to be like, no, man, new Call of Duty came out, bro. <laughs> I'll handle the NXT for us. And speaking of that, let's take a break. When we come back, Mike, man, I'm really digging this uh, little Wednesday night war we got going on where we compare and contrast these two shows, kind of give a breakdown of what we like on each and what we don't like on each, and we're into week three, man. Let's see where the improvements have been made or not made on either show, and let's break it down. Hang tight. We will be right back. Mike, we are almost a month into the Wednesday Night Wars. Uh, As stated earlier, I'm really enjoying this compare and contrast that we're kind of, the approach we're kind of taking with this. And I also think it's good that we do it the way we do it, where I watch NXT first, you watch AEW first, and then we both try to go rewatch the opposite, because I'm going to be honest with you, man, I... I struggle sometimes to get all the way through AEW, not necessarily because of what the content is, but man, it's just a long week of work and wrestling and everything of that nature, you know? Yeah, man, I don't really get to watch NXT until uh, Friday night. Yeah, so of course we have to record Friday morning, so mm-hmm. I think it's good that we each have... You know, we each can have an opinion on what we watched and then kind of go through what we either slightly watched or didn't get to watch all of with each other. I think it works out well. Ah, so I guess we'll kick this off. Uh, My opinion again, we can compare and contrast these two shows. NXT just, the in-ring work is just superior than anything that's out there on television right now. Uh better than main roster WWE, even though we can't call it that anymore. Let me step in right here. I do watch enough NXT. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. No, never mind. Go ahead. I don't really watch (laughs) it. No, no. I I watch it. You can't do that. Now I'm curious. What were you going to say? Last week, the last two weeks, I've tried to watch enough NXT to be able to compare and contrast both shows before we recorded. This week it was impossible for me. It's it's tough. It's tough. Anyway, but I am aware of what happened on NXT. Yes, I mean, the thing that I think everyone probably realizes that listens to this show is we actually have, like, long-hour full-time jobs, both of us. Mm-hmm. So, squeezing this wrestling in with you know, in your case, wife time, in my case, wife and kids time, like, it's tough, man. 
and we try to do the best we can. It's why we have to do, you know, a weekly kind of discussion on SmackDown. It's just the way it is, man. Uh, but, you know, we do our best, and, and that's how we present it. But NXT, in my opinion, best in-ring work of the television shows that are on TV that involve pro wrestling, period. Now, you can argue and debate the the location, the atmosphere, and, you know, you're right, nine times out of ten, if someone says, well, AEW has them beat, yeah, I mean, we've got a lot more people in the crowd because they're in a bigger facility, so yeah, it does sound better and look better. Yeah, you're right. But, you know, it, if you just look at the in-ring presentation, you know, NXT has them beat. In every other area, it seems that AEW kind of has NXT's number. Ah, uh, speaking of numbers... Ratings are in again, and both shows fell again. That's a worry to me, Mike. Um, why is it a worry to you? You don't want a new show on a network to consistently lose viewers. Now, I will say, when it comes to NXT... I don't think they do themselves any favors by having it air on the network the next day or 24 hours later or whatever it is now. Like, I would be really... WWE doesn't typically release those numbers, and I'd be interested to know what the actual count is because, you know, man, we've said it before on this show when we talked about how I'm kind of going to have to backpedal a little bit here because we've talked about how people are lazy and they're also creatures of habit. It's a lot easier to turn a channel than turn on your smart TV app or your Xbox or your PlayStation and turn the network on, right? That being said, people are also creatures of habit big time, and if they're used to watching NXT, I don't know, maybe on a Friday or Saturday on the network because they didn't even watch it live, which I think is a big case when it was a network show, I think they're probably going to continue to do that when that's an option. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't see why you change that. I'd say, okay, well, another theory on the ratings dropping for AEW. Um, okay. This just goes to prove my ongoing theory that AEW does not have paying fans, which isn't actually true. AEW has fans that are willing to pay thousands of dollars for shit. And then they have fans that pay fuck all nothing and pirate all their shit. Yeah. And I would say the declining ratings has a lot to do with the fact that AEW has fans that pirate the fuck out of their stuff. Because their fans, their, their hardcore fans, I should say, are the indie fans. You know what I mean? Like, the DIY fans, not the tag team. Like, yeah. So they're 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 into that shit. So, and they are a uh, how do I want to say this? They are a love child of the internet. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they, they exist because YouTube exists, because uh, Twitter exists, and social media exists. Is why AEW exists in the first place. So that crowd that you attract is also pretty tech-savvy, and they're going to do what they need to do, even if it means, well, you know, I'm not going to pay for a, a, a fight subscription or a VR Live subscription, and I'm not going to, I don't have cable, so I'm going to find a way to do it. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to find a way to do it, and it's not going to help anybody out. 
I think that I think that plays a little bit into it for sure, man. But let's talk about. Here's the thing: ratings. I, we talk about them. I don't think they're nearly as important as they used to be. Although I do think it's an indicator of the popularity. Uh, I think you have to look across the board, and AEW is still doing good in the demos and. You know, for the night, like in the in the rankings, uh, NXT is not doing terrible, but they're not doing fantastic in either of those categories. But again, I still attribute that a lot to the network being a thing still, and NXT living there rapidly after it airs on USA. So, when it comes down to the two shows, man, though, like, I'm going to be honest with you, Mike, I watched all of this week's episode of AEW, except trying to think of when I actually dozed off. I did not see the main event, which was what, Jericho versus Darby Allen? Yeah. Pretty yeah, good I match. Fell asleep before, Pretty good match. I fell asleep before that went down. I do plan on going back and checking it out because I love Chris Jericho. Why wouldn't I, right? Mm, yeah, why wouldn't he? He's outstanding. He's my second favorite wrestler of all time. But, let me say this, and if you can correct me if I'm wrong on this, because like I said, I did fall asleep. Uh, besides the women's title match, which we will get into, uh, every match was a tag match, correct? Besides that one and the Jericho one? Was yeah. there a one in yeah. between that I missed? Okay. No, I think that was it. Um, and I'm just, cause you got, you gotta, you gotta give comparisons here. Cause if WWE put on a SmackDown show and had every match be a tag match, except one women's match, <laughs> and then maybe a main event, People would lose their shit. Especially when, like, two of them aren't even legit tag teams. They're just two people put together for a team, right? Yeah. Um, two of them were for their tag team tournament. Right, which makes sense. And I'm, I'm, I'm the, I don't care, because I enjoy tag wrestling. However, I do not enjoy AEW tag wrestling. And, and this is a point of contention with me. they got to figure out a consistency thing, because... Their tag matches are a complete utter mess, Mike. Uh, their tag matches. You're right; they're a complete and utter mess. There's no like. I watched every one of their tag matches, I believe, <laughs> and I by the end of the match, I couldn't tell who was legal. Like, no, I don't even want to say by the end. By like midpoint, like there, like I like who's the legal man? Who should we get pinned? Why is everyone in the ring at the same time? Like, do they just have tornado tag rules? Like, that, you that's can't... what I was thinking. Like, you might as well just make all your tags tornado tags at this point. There was one point where Rafe, right, where Ray Phoenix tagged Pentagon, and Pentagon was in the corner, not standing outside holding the tag rope, literally in the ring in the corner. Pentagon got tagged and then just continued wrestling. Like, and I know that they'll say on commentary, well, it's discretion of the referee. Okay, but the referee doesn't just get to ignore rules completely. Like, when I think of it's the discretion of the referee, I think, well, it's a ta- it's a title match, and he's letting them get away with a little more, like, I don't know, violence, or a little more, like, I'm going to count this five on a rope, but I'm not going to disqualify you if you hold that hold till seven. You know what I mean? That's yeah. what I think. Not, well, I just come in the ring and everyone fuck each other up at once and well, I don't know what's only, going on anyway. Not only that, but it's like, 
it's that, and then there's no, like, it's not just, like, the rules, it's also, like, sometimes the refs are, like, 1994 WCW dumb as fuck. Yes, and, you know, I hear people talk about on WWE, how you can't make the referees look dumb, and I think AEW's done more to make their refs look useless and dumb in three weeks than WWE has in 70-some years. It's it's a problem, man. Yeah, it's like they're only there to count a pin. That's exactly the only reason they're there. And, like, to me, that's a problem. Like, to some people, they don't care, and I get that, and that's fine. But I think the majority of people who you're trying to attract that, I mean, are maybe the last wrestling fan, like, that's probably going to bother them to some extent. Someone who isn't into the indie style and the PWG style of wrestling is not going to find that appealing, especially when it's consistently done that way. Unless it's explained, hey, the ref's only here to count one, two, three, whatever the fuck happens at before and after that is perfectly fine. And I haven't heard him say it like that. And that's how it's If that's the way it is, then just say it. Just own it. Yeah, I that would be the best way to go about it. I don't know. They need to figure something out. Some kind of explanation needs to be given. A set of you know, rules needs laid down. Like, you can't just do this like, we're a serious sports organization. Do whatever you want, though. Right, because, you know, I'm watching Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch take on Imperium over on NXT, and I'm watching, you know, I'm definitely seeing some double teams, but I'm seeing the ref kick people out of the ring after five. I'm seeing blind tags. I'm seeing, you know, strong, like, slaps on the back and good tags and good, like, ring psychology. And on AEW, I'm seeing a ton of action, but I'm seeing a goofy ref who doesn't know what's going on, and I'm confused as to if this is even going to count as a pin, because I don't know if that guy's legal or not. And not only that, but, like, but, like, like, someone's going to come in and interfere, and, like, well, yeah, it's going to be right in front of the ref, and the ref's not going to give a fuck, like, yeah. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I don't know, man. Like when I talk, when I say it out loud and I talk to you about it, I feel like I'm just being a nitpicky asshole. But at the same time, I'm thinking like you guys have claimed from day one you're better than everybody else, and you can do this wrestling thing better than anybody. And I, and especially when you have a team like the Young Bucks who claim to be one of the best in the world. If no, not they claim the to be the, the world, best in the world. And your tag matches, to me, like, I'm not saying they're not entertaining, and I want to make that very clear. They are entertaining, because there's fucking crazy shit going on all the time, but at the same time, like, that's only going to last so long for the majority of fans that are watching this show. Because your hardcores will love it, but people who are just wanting to see a new wrestling league are going to be like, well, what the hell is the point of this? Like, everyone can be in here at the same time. It's not really a tag match. It's, it's cheap, man. It's it's like, it's weak. It's weak sauce is what it is. You know it's not weak sauce, though? Mott's applesauce. <laughs> Just like you used to have at Grandma's house. 
go down to the store and get you some Mott's applesauce. Mm-mm-mm. There it is. It'll take there you right back to childhood. Came right back to it. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, you know, we got AEW starting off with a couple tag matches. We got a run-in from the Lucha Bros attacking SCU and changing the whole scope of the match. Uh, a few botches in there, and uh, the ending was botched, which was a shame. But it was a good match. But then on the other channel, you got the return of Tomasa Champa at the same time. And you know, to me, that's a way bigger deal than a tag team tournament match. Uh, and, and you get an angle, a hot angle, running with the Undisputed Era, uh, attacking Velveteen Dream in the back and videotaping it and giving it to the announce team to show to the truck. Uh, good stuff, man. I think NXT is hitting their storytelling stride. They're starting to do a few more promos, a few more vignettes. I believe we're... Uh, we're definitely building to some stories that are going to end up in war games, which I can't wait for. And, you know, I'm curious to see where this goes, Mike, because word has it, nothing is booked in the full sale arena after December. And I wouldn't be surprised if this thing goes on the road or at least to a bigger venue in that area. Even if they don't leave, you know what I mean? If they just go to a bigger building, I think it's definitely possible. Um, because I think that's the only thing holding them back right now. Because if you're a wrestling, I don't want to say purist, but if you're if you're a fan of like Attitude Era wrestling, if you're a fan of like Ruthless Aggression Area wrestling and even early 80s wrestling, like you probably would prefer NXT over AEW. But the presentation, man, AEW has them knocked out. Even though I hate their pyro, they have them knocked out. NXT doesn't have pyro, so they do beat them there. <laughs> if we're going show for show. Uh, then, man, like, uh, I hate to harp on this. Because I'm going to say this, and I'm just going to get it out of the way. Because the best thing that AEW has is Chris Flippin' Jericho. Um, the women's division, Mike. AEW and Rio and Britt Baker put on, I guess, a match. Man, I know they want to do special stuff with these ladies. I know that they, and rightfully so, should continue this thought of women's wrestling and how it should be presented uh, and put into the mainstream and done in a way that puts a woman over as big as any man like the man, but their, 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 their talent is not where it needs to be. I know I haven't watched NXT yet and SmackDown's still on Friday, but Mm -hmm. it's time for my weekly worst televised women's match of the week comment. Because it was. It always is. And they had a real shot this week, too. You had a fucking, like, um, you had some, like, weaker WWE main roster women's matches in there. And you still were just the worst fucking thing on TV. 
Yeah, and you know, again, because you got to compare the two shows, man. You got Rio, who they say she's ninety-eight pounds. She looks like she's seventy-eight pounds. Uh, you got Britt Baker, who probably is ninety-eight pounds, maybe a hundred and ten pounds. Um, that doesn't bother me as much because they're women, but like. That sounded really sexist. But anyway, it doesn't. It doesn't bother me. I can take that difference, especially when they're, I guess, compared to each other. There's less of a difference. But, man, neither one of these women delivered in a ring on AEW. That's just sad. The match fucking sucked. It it did. It was bad. Uh, I want to love Britt Baker, but the more I see her in action... No, she ain't good. I remember watching a Britt Baker match from, like, six months before All In. Before they had that four-way at All In. And it was at uh, that that independent promotion that runs in Marietta, Mike. What am I thinking of? Remix. Remix, bro? Is that it? I don't know, man. I think it was her versus... Maybe Madison Rain. I don't remember who it was, but I, I thought, man, this chick could be good, but she's got a lot of work to do. And then when I saw her in All In, I was like, man, she improved a lot in six months. And I'm really starting to realize that she was just shining with the people she was around. And I hate to be a dick and say this, but I'm also starting to realize maybe why she wasn't ready for that NXT contract, Mike. I mean, honestly, man, when you reminded me that she was in that four-way at all in last week, I was like, what? She was. No shit. That was outstanding. And she yeah. was, like, probably the second... I don't know. At the time, she appeared to be the second best out of all of them in the ring behind Tessa Blanchard. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, there's no effing way that's true now. She is not good at all. She's mediocre. Yeah, she would She would be... If she was on WWE TV right now, and I'm saying this as nicely as I can... Oh, she'd, she'd be, be Dana Brooke. She'd be behind Dana Brooke, man. Because at least Dana Brooke looks like she could shithouse you. You know what I mean? If she was on and, NXT, she would barely make it on TV. Yeah, yeah, and and I, I I think she seems like a genuine nice person, so I hate to like shit on her. She I just don't think a, she's. She'd be like you, Bianca Belair, randomly shit housed like every other month or something like that. Yeah, she's just not where she needs to be to be in a main, uh, a main story, main division angle, and. That being said, man, if she's not, who is it on, on that women's roster? And I that's, have no one right that's, now. That's worrisome to me. I know that WWE has sucked up a lot of the good women, but I know there's a lot of good women out there that I don't know if AEW just wants to focus more on the Joshi, which I don't think is, you know, working well for them either. Uh, we need women that don't all look the same. <laughs> Imagine that. Um and they they need they need a star and they don't have one. No, they don't at all. 
it probably wouldn't be so big of a deal. The, they went all in on this women's shit and this equality shit way too hard, way too fast. Because yep. now they have to push the fuck out of this women's division. Whereas, had they not been so, like, up in your face about it, they could have just, like, slowly held back on it and build it up over a period of six months to a year into something really special. But instead, they've got, like, just the worst, the worst women's roster maybe ever assembled. And... They're just thrusting it out there, like, it's like a dude that has, like, a real tiny dick, but he thinks he's got, like, a big, (laughs) nice old fucking wang hanging between his legs, and he's just all the time just, like, thrusting it out there. People are like, bro, why you keep putting your little dick in my face? And he's like, yeah, you like looking at this big old cock? And you're like, I mean... It's a pretty mediocre dick, dude. And he's like, yeah, I know. It's a fucking beaut, ain't it? And you're like, you're like, I don't know, man. And he's like, he's like, I gotta take her all in, bud. Ain't she a beaut? And you're like, uh, your dick's a female? What? Uh, yeah, they pay themselves into this quarter, man. Bro, by uh, the way, if you know anybody who, like, refers to their dick, like, I mean, like, a normal dude. I don't mean, like, you know, uh, like, I, I, I know a trans person, a trans woman, that refers to their dick as their pussy. I'm not talking about shit like that. I'm talking about, like, normal, regular dude with a dick, uh, What's to say they're not regular? Uh, we're not getting into that on this show. You know what the fuck I mean. Um, <laughs> uh, if, like, one of your buddies ever refers to their dick with a feminine pronoun, or, like, its name's Charlene or something like that, like, just know <laughs> that that dude's got, like, fucking, like, something's going on, and you gotta get, like, help him work through it as a friend. Or if he's not that good of a friend, just, like, maybe know that that's not a dude that you want to hang out with. Also, people you can't hang out with or trust, uh, white girls named Chastity. They're all evil. Every single one of them. They're all evil. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I can get along with that. Uh, So, AEW paying themselves in the corner. They tout evolution, revolution. They tout, tout being... Uh, inclusive as possible, and they have this women's division that just, if they would have took six months, because, look, talent pool for women versus men in pro wrestling is still way different. You know what I mean? Yes. There's way more to pick from on the men's side than on the women's side, especially when it comes to independent wrestling. And as we've discussed here, man, you can tell the difference between the ones who came from the independent scene and worked in a performance center like WWE has, training with other women, and training, getting trained by some of the best wrestlers to ever do it, male or female, in the world, or coming from an indie scene where they had to wrestle guys probably nine times out of ten, and then just coming in and being put on TV. Like, there's a difference, man, and it is glaring, and it shows like no other. Uh, it's, in my opinion, the biggest weakness of this company right now. Oh, you can't even argue that one. 
This is the biggest. This this is the single biggest weakness in this company right now. Um, second followed by uh, what the fuck are y'all doing with Kenny Omega? And then the tag match, like debacles and the rules. But you know, yeah, what are we doing with Kenny? Where, where Kenny could be their biggest star. They're not capitalizing on it. I, I, I think I'm sure they think they have I a really, plan, but I'm not sure it's working I out the really way they want it to. I really think like. the plan is to like when the elite comes together to take down Chris Jericho in the inner circle, that Kenny's going to be the one that takes the belt from him. Which. They're 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 safe. They're holding it back to have like a build up to be like the hero of the day moment for Which could work, but at the same time, it could really backfire if you let things go the way they've been going with him, right? I mean, uh, if he he's Teflon to a certain extent. Like every wrestler's Teflon to a certain extent, you know. But like eventually, you got to win, which he did this week. Yeah, he did, and well, I don't he know, tagged, man. He didn't get the pin, but like he he got a win on his record. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It, uh, I just don't understand how you have the hottest free agent in pro wrestling sign with the company, which we all kind of expected anyway, and then he just like the first story you put him in is having a losing streak and not really being able to measure up. I don't know. I don't know, man. It just, for me, it's weird. Maybe that was their plan to keep him out of that title picture so Jericho could build some credibility to the title, but it's weird to me, man, and I don't get it. Uh, I think he's going to be fine. I really do. I, I, I don't know. If he can survive, like, months on end of taking hits, but hey, he's got a, a little bit of time left in him. I do have a qu- I do have a question for you. Yeah. Uh, how long do you think until Meltzer starts reporting on AEW like he does WWE? Like backstage news? Like, just all the same shit. It'll never happen. You don't think he won't just be like, rumor is that... No. With his made-up bullshit? No, because he's boys with them. And he... Meltzer... Meltzer is to the point now where he's throwing stuff out there to discredit and try to disenfranchise fans more against WWE to benefit his buddies, the Bucks, you know, to benefit AEW. Like, I don't think you're ever going to hear anything that's made up or to throw shade at AEW from Dave Meltzer's mouth. Like, he's never going to get... Okay, so, like, we're never going to have a Bulldog was supposed to be the fourth member of the NWO. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. He's too close with them. He's not going to do that to them. He'll he'll put out stuff they ask him to put out if they want to do something like for the, for for their own amusement. <laughs> right. Um 
I don't think I, I just don't think it's gonna happen, man. He's too close with them. And he has an agenda. He wants them to he wants them to defeat Vince McMahon. Vince I don't know why. Because Vince won't let him. Because Vince won't yeah, because you're right, because Vince won't let him into that <laughs> inner circle. Uh <laughs> it's just I don't know. It's it's a thing. And you can see it in the biased reporting. Like, And you see it everywhere. You don't see a ton of leaks. You don't see a ton of rumors about AEW. But you still see the same amount about WWE, if not more. And I mean, maybe WWE has more to go around because of everything that goes on in that company. But, you know, I don't know. It, you can see the whole different aspect of the whole wrestling journalism community when it comes to these two companies. Um, and you know, to be fair, you don't hear a lot of impact rumors or ring of honor rumors other than contract stuff. So maybe it's just the nature of the beast because WWE is the biggest. Everyone goes after them. I don't know. It's an interesting dynamic that you bring up, but I don't think Meltzer is ever going to do anything to discredit them. That's for damn sure. Does he do it with New Japan? Not that I've ever really noticed. Now, I don't, granted, I don't listen to his radio show. I don't pay for his stupid newsletter. So everything I get from Meltzer is secondhand. From other people quoting it, quote-tweeting it, retweeting it. Right. Uh, sending out clips from his radio show. He claims that he's just as critical of New Japan as he is of WWE. I don't buy it, because when you look at, <laughs> look at his reviews of the shows, it, even if you just go by his magical star rating, like... I don't know. I, I, I have to dive deeper into Meltzer, and I just don't have the stomach for it, man. Fair enough. <laughs> so, when it comes to uh, AEW and the main event scene, man, like I said, I fell asleep. I did get to watch. I think I, I, think I tapped out about midway through the uh, Moxley Pock and... Uh, Omega Hangman tag match. Okay. So I, I missed the main event and I missed the end of that match. Uh, I need you to give me the positives because I know there are positives in this main event. And I, I feel like we've been sitting here just bashing this company and I don't want to do that. So, um, <clears throat> it was. It was that, like, good, solid kind of, like, hardcore match that you and I like now. Mm-hmm. There wasn't, it was, it appeared rough and brutal, but there was none of that, like, nonsensical violence bullshit okay. that we don't really care okay. for, where you're like, yeah. fuck, man, that was unnecessary. Um, right. That's good to know. Darby Allen was probably the best match I've seen him do. It was, uh... This is also, like, the first match I've seen him ever wrestle where he's not wrestling someone like Joey Janela. Right, right, right. So that probably helped a lot. Like, he had to, like, work a match and tell a story, even though it was kind of all over the place, being that that was the rules for it. Jericho is still just a fucking amazing heel. Yeah, yeah, he is. Jericho's one of the best of all time, greatest of all time. He's a GOAT, there's no question about it. 
It was just um, a good match. It was just a good match, man. I recommend watching it if this weekend if you get a chance. I will say, oh, honestly, I've... beginning to end, this was probably my favorite episode of AEW that they've had so far. Yeah, you mentioned that to me last uh, after the last recording session. Uh, this was the best episode they had. Uh, let me ask you... Let me ask you this, because I missed it, like I said. How did the match end? Was it a clean finish? What is, was it a... Honest Inner to God, I, I, I can't really remember, dude. I kind of fell asleep right at the very end of it. I woke <laughs> up and that... I woke up and Jericho was holding the title up. Okay. Well, and see, this is the thing. Like, there's so much damn wrestling, Mike. God. And us regular guys. Let's just look it up. Let's just look it shit. up right now. I'll look it up. You keep you saying go. your thought. Go for it. Uh, let me let me say this. Let me toss this out to you, Mike. I, I we talked. We talked off air about this, and maybe give your opinion on air. Like I want to say, Jericho pinned him. Yeah, I don't know. I have to go back and watch it. Uh, uh, maybe give your opinion on air here, Mike. Uh, Jericho won with the walls of Jericho. Okay, so clean finish submission. That's how it should have been. I like it. We'll go with that. Um, all elite wrestling right now, man. They're not blowing me out of the water. They're they're a, a, an entertaining okay. wrestling show. J.K. Gore ran, ran in and delivered a shot that allowed Jericho to lock up the walls. So I must have fallen asleep. Oh. Uh, as, so Jericho needed help to beat Darby Allen. Nah, it, Jericho had the match basically won. Did but the yeah. referee see this shot and not care? I, <laughs> That's I my next know. question. <laughs> I don't know. I'd have to watch it again. Oh, uh, I'll go back. We might have to discuss this next week. Okay. Um, so, because this kind of plays into what I'm about to say, depending on how this really went down. Uh, if, if people were so rabid for new wrestling, for an alternative and I mean a major alternative, a big-budget production alternative to WWE that I strongly feel that the fever and the... Uh, I don't want to phrase this. The enjoyment and the ability to overlook the flaws are higher than ever for AEW right now. Like, Jericho could probably go in that ring, take a shit, and elbow drop it, and people would say it was the greatest shit ever taken in a pro wrestling ring. Um, Let's talk about that for a moment, because he is really in kind of like a real place right now, where, like, legit, like, everything he does... He's, like, right now, like, Kanye in, like, 2008, wherever... Like, everything he did, everyone was just like, oh, my God, he's a fucking genius. Right. It's art. Um, it's really weird. I'm not gonna take it away from him. I'm personally enjoying the fuck out of it. But, uh, it's really weird how we're in this, like, renaissance where just everyone thinks everything he does is the fucking greatest thing ever. Well, and... You know, props to Jericho, because he is a GOAT. He is one of the greatest ever. But I think it goes for, at right now, the company as a whole. You know what I mean? Like, they're not... I What I wanted AEW to be was to be that 100% WWE alternative that blew my mind every time I turned it on. Because that's what they said they were going to be. And they haven't done that for me yet. Nope, not yet for me either. 
And that doesn't mean that it's bad. Hey, all that limb, doesn't mean all limb blew my fucking mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll give you that. And we even talked about it. You know, this was a this was a a, a one off that was you know as far as the average fan knew wasn't going to amount to anything but maybe a show every year, right? At best. And it was a it was a one off spot show where most of the matches didn't have any story behind them. Some of them did, and it was fantastic. And it was like something that we thought, you know, you can do that, uh, you know, once a year, and it's going to be big. It's going to it's going to work, and it's going to be fun. But they've taken that concept, they've turned it into a company. They can't hit that level every week on a TV show. It's the same thing, same pitfall that WWE has because you're doing this week in and week out. And you know, I I I had said we'll see. We'll see what happens when this comes to TV and these stories have to be expanded and continued and we're not going to have a creative team. We're not going to have writers. We're all going to let the wrestlers kind of handle it with the ideas of where they want to go. And I think that on a lot of levels, that's going to work. When you're working with a guy like Chris Jericho, that's going to work. But I'm not so sure about everything else. And right now, it's just a good wrestling show, uh, which is fine. But again... This is something that, if it's going to be successful, it has to kind of blow things out of the water, and it's not doing that. You know, it, it lost viewers again, as we talked at the top of this discussion. Um, I'm going to make a bold prediction, Mike, and say that then the next, I don't know, four weeks, man, they're going to be under a million viewers. And that's where you're going to see trouble, especially when they hit such a big number. I mean... For their debut, a big number for them, certainly. Uh, you look at SmackDown, man. They lost a million in a week, and Bischoff is out the door. So, I mean, I don't think you're going to fire Cody. I don't think you're going to fire Kenny or the Bucks. But you get what I'm saying? Like, They'll just cancel the fucking show. Well, that's the problem. Because, see, if NXT gets canceled, guess what? It goes right back on the WWE Network, right? Yeah. If AEW gets canceled, then what? And, I mean, I'm not saying that that's going to happen. I'm just saying, for the game that these guys talked, they haven't lived up to the potential, in my opinion. I think a lot of fans are still in the honeymoon phase with this company. And I think if they don't strengthen their women division, uh, better define what the hell the rules are for tag matches and why their referees are absolutely useless and pointless. And get this... You know, get under control. The I, I know they got to do matches to do matches, and they got to do matches to build records because they're going on this whole records mean things. And I get it, and I get that. You know, hey, you've only had three matches, so you're one and two or whatever, and that still has to put you in a point to have this match. It's an unfortunate thing that you have to refer back to those things and then wonder, well, why in the hell is this guy getting a title shot? It's tough. And I think they're navigating it the best they can with the stuff that they put on themselves. That being said, they haven't blown my mind. They haven't given me a reason to watch them live and turn off, turn off NXT and watch it on a delay. Because, Mike, NXT has never let me down. Well, that's funny. I was just going to say that they haven't done enough to steal... Um, fans like they've got their their segment of the you know AEW fans that 
uh, just hate WWE. Just hate WWE. Right. That are just gonna watch it just because they just hate WWE. But like they're not. Mm-hmm. That's not a sustainable TV market. No. And they haven't done enough to steal viewers away. They haven't done enough to make. You know, like, I don't watch NXT Live anyway. I never have, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't up until this point. Now I do. Um, and it's appointment TV for me. Like, I've never watched it the night it was on. I never will watch NXT the night it was on. It's on, probably. Um, so it's not like they stole me, mm-hmm. you know. I was going to start watching right. one of these shows either way. And it just right. kind of worked out for us. Right. For me to watch AEW. So right. I watch AEW. It's not like, you know. So much to the point that if I said, Mike, I'd really just rather watch AEW live, that you would probably just be like, all right, I'll watch you. I'd be like, yeah, all right, cool. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, so, right, cool. I, I mean. So they haven't done enough uh, to steal the guys like you away. Right. Yep. And that's really what they need to focus on. I don't know what that is. I don't, I don't know what, what that. I mean, obviously, a better women's division. I don't even know if, like, the rules shit would, that we're talking about would help. Like, it's just... Well... They're just not... Yeah. They're not doing anything fucking compelling, man. No, I mean, besides the the main title picture, I mean, I like... Don't get me wrong, I almost like, said the main title picture, they got a lot going on there. Yeah, and I like, I like Moxley in this environment right now. Um, I still think he's a little cheesy though, dude. Like, I know this guy came on podcasts and said he didn't want to do cheesy stuff, but he's kind of cheesy. And he's doing it all himself. Isn't he kind of cheesy, Mike? Can we agree on that? Yeah, he is. Okay. Um, you know, I I still like him. I I still like him better than the last Dean Ambrose incarnation that we've had, but I still don't think he's better than the original Dean Ambrose incarnation we've had. So it's a, it's a matter of opinion. Um, I, I like a lot of things they're doing and just a lot of things they're doing I don't like and a lot of things they do are confusing. So it's a mixed bag for me, man. Uh, I, we don't get in as in depth with NXT because NXT just doesn't have that much to dissect. You know, they had strong women's matches. They had, they had a, a killer showcase match with Matt Riddle that just made him look like an utter star. Who uh, even after him? he, uh, Bronson, I think his name is Bronson or Bronson Reed. He's at, uh, he's from Australia. He looks like he may be Samoan though. He's kind of shaped like a kettlebell. <laughs> okay. That, that actually makes sense. Weirdly enough. Yeah. He's really, he's really low base of gravity, really round belly can move though for Was a big it guy. Like a squash. It was not a squash, but man, sh- like. It yeah. was, it was, a. Uh, we're going to make Matt Riddle look like a beast without burying this other guy. Does that make sense? Yeah. We're going to make it look like this guy had no chance against Matt Riddle, but maybe, and, and, and just leave it at that. You know what I mean? Okay. So it worked out. It, it was good, man. And just, I can watch that show top to bottom. I can get through the entire episode without wanting to pick up my phone and scroll through Twitter um, and for that matter, same with AEW. I don't get bored watching the show. Uh, I just have a lot of questions watching the show. 
that I don't have when I'm watching NXT. And, man, like, I shouldn't have to ask why is this going on or that going on when watching. I mean, I've asked questions while watching main roster shit in WWE. But when you're coming out the gate as a new company and I'm confused about why you're doing things in three or four different divisions or match styles, then I'm you're losing me. You know what I mean? I 100% know what you mean. Uh, and... Go ahead. Am I am I ever going to just turn off AEW and not watch it? No, because we have this show. But is it going to make me feel a certain way about them if they don't clean some of this stuff up and figure some of this stuff out and make a star? Because I heard Chris Jericho say when they did that, uh, whatever that was, All Out or whatever it was, the last big show they did, they've had so many in such a short period of time, I'm losing track of the names and when they landed. Um, I heard Jericho say they were going to make a star bigger than WWE made in the last uh, six months, and I, I haven't seen that yet. So, I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I want them to do well. I want them to stop the bleeding on the viewership. I want NXT to stop the bleeding on the viewership. I want them both to kind of settle in on where they're going to be and build from there, and that's perfectly fine. I just think that AEW needs to make a few tweaks here, a few tweaks there, to really get the shit firing on us all cylinders, and I, I, I think they're they're close to being on the point where they're going to have some people start tuning out, or start thinking, you know what, I can watch something else and watch this later, which I think is also part of their problem. You know, they have a replay, which I'm sure gets counted in their views, but at the same time, like when you're not doing things that are utterly compelling and you've got some questions and you're a new company people aren't going to sit down and watch your shit live if they don't feel like they need to and that's going to be a problem for them and i hope that that gets tightened up a little bit is all i'm saying my dvr actually records for me that's interesting you must have do you tape nxt i record them Weird, huh? Anyway, um, I will say that NXT never lets you down, man. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Their their shows have always been good, and their takeovers are always fantastic. I don't foresee any of that changing. Um, You know what I like about NXT also? They have, like, a very... I hate that everyone does this, like, oh, AEW, it's like having old wrestling back. When NXT's been on this whole time and their storylines are, I'm better than you. No, I'm better than you. Then come prove it. The, yep. like, the most simple and basic throwback wrestling storylines. Oh, no, I'm better than you. Oh, no, yep. you're not. Well, I've got this yep. belt, and if you think you're better than me, come fucking take it. Mm-hmm. And, and, Mike, NXT... You know, they run the commercial, no BS, and that's what it is, because it's basic storytelling, and it's match after match after match on every episode of NXT. So if you like a lot of wrestling, that's really the show for you. Yes, and again, if you like this throwback wrestling, this is it. It's There's wrestling on it, it's good, practical, like, it's... Like, I think that when AEW's roster is at its best, 
it's match quality is in NXT at its best or pretty on par. Um, but NXT is consistently at its best and it's telling of like better stories. And I just, I don't under, I don't understand why it's not like connecting better to these people that claim that they're looking for a product that reminds them of old school wrestling. Uh, and they're over I here. I will tell you why. I have here, the answer, Mike. And they're over here watching this show where like the only real like major storyline going on right now is that Chris Jericho fucking hates everybody except for these four guys. <laughs> and um like Kenny Omega is like loses a lot. And Moxley and him don't like each other for reasons. <laughs> and MJF still doesn't like Sean Spears. Nobody likes Sean Spears. No, so we're I mean, on that's that legitimately, though. though, no one likes Sean Spears. <laughs> when uh, the fuck did we decide we hated this dude so much? When he refused to die or let the 10 gimmick die, he still does it, by the way. <laughs> um let's let's uh let me leave you with this uh, a couple of things one the the reason you're saying you don't understand why it's not connecting and there's three letters of why it's not connecting and that's wwe because the hardcore wwe fan let me rephrase that the casual wwe fan that watches raw and smackdown on a regular consistent basis or a irregular consistent basis, if that makes sense. Probably checked out NXT and didn't see enough uh, Gaga to tune in. Does that make sense? And the rest of them who did check out NXT or refused to check out NXT, it's because they're associated with WWE, so they're just going to go for AEW. I think WWE has a NXT has a better chance of overcoming that than AEW does of gaining new fans with the way they're going currently. We will see. Um, something I noticed, Mike. I don't know if you saw it on your feed, but there was an NXT commercial during uh, Dynamite, brother. <laughs> was it? I know really? that a AEW was running. Uh, I'll have to videotape it and put it on the page. Uh, AEW was running ads during Raw, uh, back before they debuted. I haven't, I never saw one at all. These are local market ads. Oh, I saw them. So, so it wasn't like a USA feed. So some people saw them, some people didn't. I never saw a single one and I'm in the Pittsburgh market, but I was watching and this is the first time because I've watched every episode of Dynamite and I haven't seen it yet. So either wasn't paying attention when I fast forwarded through the commercials but man, this one caught my eye. I actually rewound it. I was like, was that an NXT commercial? And it actually does. It's the no BS NXT commercial. And it says airing now on USA. <laughs> it was at like the 830 mark. That's hilarious. Fuck it up. Yep. 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 Good stuff, man. Wednesday night wars. It's all good stuff. Uh, we'll leave with this. I know we usually do our little typical thing. I'm hoping we're skipping that this week. Uh, Mike. Are you uh, are you angry that they fooled you with uh, Sammy Guevara and his 19-year-old age or whatever they tried to claim when he's 26? I mean, a little bit, I guess. 
<laughs> Again, WWE got shit because they said Rey Mysterio's kid was a, a teenager at 22, and Sammy Guevara's a teenager at 26, almost 27. It does look young. <laughs> so, I'll just let you go do your shit. Alright, you gotta kill one, you gotta fuck one, you gotta marry one. A hardcore AEW fan... A WWE fan, but like those ones that just like JD from New York, you know, that just watch it just to fucking hate on it all the time. And even when they like it, they can't admit they like it. Or, or a snobbish wrestling fan who's too good to watch any American wrestling and all he watches are, uh, fucking like hard to find AWA fucking tapes. Wow. Um, that's actually easier than it, than it should be. Uh, I'm killing the JD style fan. Um, effing the old school AWA fan, and I'm marrying the hardcore AEW fan. All right. Yeah, that sounds yeah. about right. Yeah. That makes sense to me. It all makes sense to me, guys. I say it every week. It's been real. It's been fun. We will catch you next time. Guys, beautiful. We love you. We'll see you next week. New episodes of Drive By drop every Saturday on iTunes, Spotify, and the iHeartRadio app. Subscribe to make sure you never miss a single one. And keep the conversation going on Facebook at Drive By Pod. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. This has been a presentation of the Near Fall Network. <laughs> <laughs>